Blog Talk Radio. From his hat, oh well, I didn't know it worked like that. Sounds great until you do the math, and now people waking up, poking heads out of their stuff. What an expensive turtle shell! It's probably just as well because Ooh, I don't want to be the machine powered by. Put it in the pot and then the teacher 
Hello and welcome to the Legacy Forum. This is Robin and Harry Chavry. We come to you each and every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Legacy Forum is just our way of giving back. Your future can be as bright as it's ever been once you realize you have control. We have so much more control over our future and our destinies than we give ourselves credit for. You can call us by dialing 347-677-0699, Or you can choose to check us out on the Internet by going to blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com. Well, you know the drill each and every week. Here he gets in some rest and some research, and somehow or another, he comes up with his. Well, here it is. Know this. A snail can sleep for three years. Know this. The very first bomb dropped by the Allies in Berlin during World War II killed the only elephant in the Berlin Zoo. Know this, snakes cannot blink. Know this, espresso has significantly less caffeine per ounce than regular coffee. And know this, the only, and I repeat, the only 15-letter word that can be spelled without repeating a letter is uncopyrightable. That's easy for you to say. So we are coming to you tonight from yet another unique location. As you know, especially since our travels to Fort Collins, we've been very fond of going out and about to local businesses or just local venues wherever we are and bringing our show to you from there. And so tonight is no exception. Tonight we are broadcasting from the studio of David Ponsler. You may have heard of him. You may have seen some of his work here in Jacksonville or or somewhere else. He has work all over. He's one of the world's finest metal artist blacksmiths. His work is here to stay. It's it's uh, pretty tough, beautiful stuff. We're fortunate to have access to a studio where the magic takes place. Check out our Facebook page throughout this broadcast, and you can see some of his artwork. So perhaps tonight we may check in and see what's going on in the studio. We don't know. We never know exactly what's going to happen here on the Legacy Forum, but I can tell you this. Next, Harry's going to be talking to you guys on a very exciting topic. If you let it energize you, it has the power to. This week's topic is 20 seconds of insane courage. 
You know, being in David's uh, studio tonight, you look at some of the artwork around. It's just master masterpieces. I mean, it's just phenomenal. And, you know, he has taken 20 seconds of insane courage. It had to to build some of these sculptures. It's amazing to me. In business as in life, each of us, you must be willing to be a little outrageous to get what you want. To achieve your dreams, you must have periods of what many refer to as 20 seconds of insane courage. I know sometimes in the ring, that's what you got to have. In 20 seconds, the fight can shift. You must have the courage to be outrageous. You know, psychologists say that if a child has not had a serious fall, let's say within the first year of life, the child is being too closely guarded. This needs to be said for our, 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 you know, our adult lives as well. And I ask each of you, have you had a serious setback? Have you had a serious fall in the past year? How about the past two years? If not, you're being too closely guarded. You're living life too, too comfortable. Ask yourself, are you too cautious? Are you too safe? Maybe you're just too damn boring. You know, your lack of taking 20 seconds of insane courage is costing you. It is your lack of courage that keeps you from the greater profits that you could achieve, the more intimate relationships, and living the life of your dreams. All it takes is 20 seconds of insane courage. The good news is that 20 seconds of insane courage in any area of your life has a powerful effect on all other areas of your life, whether it's your career, your marriage, friendships, our friendships, our life just need 20 seconds of insane courage for an abundant life. I mean, how many times have you been so close to making a decision that you just you chickened out, you got scared, and 20 seconds could have made the difference? Just 20 seconds of courage to take the action necessary for a life of fulfillment. And my friends, I'll tell you, a courage is like a muscle. It's weak until exercise. It doesn't take long to build courage into a strong and fruitful muscle. One twenty-second, I mean, just one twenty-second act of insane courage leads to another because you find out how fruitful it can be. To live a positive and fruitful life, 20 seconds is all you need. I remember once when we were in Las Vegas, there's this thing called a stratosphere. And Robin had 20 seconds of insane courage. She decided she wanted to jump off the stratosphere. Now, I didn't have that same impulse, that same 20 seconds of courage. But she rode the elevator to the top of, I think it's like 980 feet up in the air. That's high. That's tall. And she jumped off the top of that, free-falling down, until a cable caught her about 20 feet off the ground. That 20 seconds of insane courage gave me a lifetime of a storytelling ability and gave her a thrill that I don't know if she can ever explain. 
It's 20 seconds of courage can change your life. What is that one thing that if you just had 20 seconds of insane courage could change your entire life? Maybe it's one phone call. Maybe it's one sales call. Maybe it's one anything. And I'm telling you, 20 seconds of courage can do it. Do it and watch opportunities begin to appear in all areas of your life. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Just a mere 20 Just seconds mere is really seconds. all you really. need to improve your life. So you're right. It took about 20 seconds for me to decide to jump off the stratosphere, and that was pretty awesome. You have enjoyed telling the story, and it was a great memory. It really was. But that first step, once you take it, you're you're there. The quote that you referred to about the 20 seconds of insane courage, we heard it at a Miriam conference in St. Louis just this past March for the first time. Um, it came from a movie called We Bought a Zoo. And Matt Damon, the actual entire quote goes, you know, sometimes all you need is a 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds embarrassing bravery. And I promise you, something great will come of it. That 20 seconds is really hard. Your heart pounds. You have to control your breath sometimes. But just once you take it, something great will come of it. And sometimes we don't even always know what it is. So just jump on it. You've heard me say one of my favorite things that we also learned through Miriam is when you breathe your last breath on earth, you probably, if you're lucky, will have 10 people shed a tear at your funeral. 10 out of however many may be there, maybe 10 will be crying. And then when you leave that funeral service and you're headed to the cemetery, if it starts to rain, you're going to lose 50% of your procession going to the cemetery. That's what the statistics show. So that's another way I like to look at it. Whoever I'm talking about in that 20 seconds of insanity is probably somebody that will not come to my funeral, doubtfully will make it to the cemetery, and chances are they will not cry. So why do I care so much? You know, and the thing is, you always feel like you can be given that person a gift if, if you feel led to experience that 20 seconds. So thank you. I was looking forward to that tonight. So thank you for sharing that with us. Our next segment, it will be moving on into our business, political, and economy. You know, that's going to be fun. It's always fun. It's always fun to talk about such things. Did you throw me off or what? What are you laughing at me about? You know, the I, I do want to remind everybody, if, if you can't, if you can't, figure out what you need to have 20 seconds of courage about. And if you're anywhere near Jacksonville, Florida, well, hell, even if you're not near Jacksonville, Florida, I want to remind everybody to come experience a Nerium market event. That's October 7th. Now, even if you live in San Diego, you've got time to drive here. You have time to fly here. But October 7th, you can be at, begins at 630. There's a mixer. And from 7 to 8 is the presentation. That, that act of courage can change your life. It will be conducted or held or whatever you want to call it at by Sheraton. And the address is 11 First 
Street North in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. Now, if you didn't get all that, rewind the show, listen to it again. But I'll remind everybody now, October 7th, 6.30, it begins. And from 7 to 8, you can watch the presentation at the Sheraton, Four Points by Sheraton, 11 First Street North in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. Kelly Korsmeyer will be there. If you don't know who Kelly Korsmeyer is, that's worth a trip itself. You know, Mimi Tyson will be there, Susie Delks, and so many, many, many more people. And I, you know, I heard that Kelsey Parzizian, I don't know how to say her last name, Parzizian will be there. She's traveling all the way from Redondo Beach, California. So I know somebody from San Diego can get here. And Robin, Robin, if you come down here and if you're from San Diego, Robin will be there to sign autographs but you'll have to ask her. So if you want Robin's autograph, show up October 7th and she'll give it to you. And, of course, the autograph copies of the American the Brainwashed, Hook, Line, and Sinking will be available to you if you come there. So I don't know what more you need. I don't know what more you could possibly want. And if you have any questions, you can call 904-307-9068. You can call that number with your questions and you may get an answer. If you don't get an answer, I'm sorry. To know more about the experience and near me experience, and you want to know now, just go to www. I love saying that because hardly anybody knows that means the World Wide Web. But anyway, you can go to legacylook.arealbreakthrough.com. You can go there right now and just get a little taste of that what that twenty seconds can do for you. And otherwise, we plan on seeing you. And I'm talking to you. You know, you put reach out and put your hands on the radio to know this. But I'm talking to you. I'll see you there October 7th. All right, now. All right. Hey, so why did that whole presentation turn into your preacher talking voice? Why? Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Well, tell you why. A lot of people don't know. A lot know of people this, don't know. But, 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 but you grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which I did. There is a Southern Baptist preacher talking school. And a lot of us, you know, a lot of us just through osmosis learn how to talk like Oral or Roberts. I don't know if you remember him, him and his brother Anal. Anyway, Oral Roberts, they had a whole ministry. And I'm telling you right now, Southern Baptist preacher talking school is where I went. And they taught you to learn how to preach up on your toes and lift up your spirits uh, so you can reach deep down into your pockets uh, and give uh, so I may receive. Okay, okay, okay. You can settle down now. I just, I uh, I thought that you might want to reminisce about your Southern Baptist preacher talking school. So next, your network marketing. And, um, you know, you can do that in that same little voice if you'd like, but I wouldn't recommend it. Well, no, I think we'll just talk about uh, Wall Street fund manager. I don't know I don't know how many people have been following the news lately with the stock market, but Bill Aikman has been uh, Aikman, uh, he's an ache in my ass, but he's an Aikman, has made headlines attempting to bring Herbalife down in hopes of making money by selling the stock short. And uh, to me, that's one of the most un-American, uncapitalistic things you can do. In other words, he's trying to destroy a company using the media and public opinion so he can make a lot of money. It's called Selling a company short, selling a stock short. There is another, and, and I love this part, there's another Wall Street fund manager that has now gone on record for believing in Herbalife. So I think he ought to be rewarded. Kyle Bass, 
founder and principal of Heyman Capital Management, says he believes Herbalife is not a Ponzi scheme and it's a legitimate business model. Well, that's what the hell I've been telling you all this time, but Ackman wants to make money. Now, Bass said this during a recent interview on CNBC, so it's not something I dreamed up. Kylan even informs the media that he had one of his traders sign up with Herbalife to gain an understanding of the business model to make sure that it's legit and anybody can make money doing it. Guess what they found? It's legit. Bass reminded CNBC viewers that Ackman originally went long on prepaid legal stocks, which is now Legal Shield. So for those that don't know that, the same company, I mean, same business model he's betting short on now, he once bet long on. Ackman shared his views on why prepaid legal is not a pyramid scheme, and so no surprise to many of us, they are nearly an identical explanation to why he thinks Herbalife is a pyramid scheme. So Ackman is using the media, the media, you and I, to make money off of selling short of Herbalife. How long Ackman will continue battling Herbalife remains uh, yet to be seen because he's placed a hefty $1 billion bet, betting short on this company. And he placed that bet about a year ago, a $1 billion bet and all his influence. He's betting to destroy a company. Although the battle has, has made news almost on a daily basis in the financial circles, it has not deterred Herbalife distributors who continue to grow and build their business. The public has become aware of what Bill Ackman is doing. He is attempting to destroy a company and the lives of millions and millions of people just to put money in his pocket. You know, it's old saying that capitalism leads to hedonism, and pure hedonism will actually destroy us. Once again, a Wall Street fund manager attempting to take money from Main Street. And he's out for blood. Ha-ha, that just happens to be the song you're going to hear next from Amy Hendrickson while we take a quick music break. Out for blood. Oh, 
In case we haven't told you, and if, in case you haven't heard, their Kickstarter project was a success. So be looking forward next next year, to the, in the year 2015, for a film documentary called Local Honey. It's about a group of musicians in St. Augustine, Florida. I think they're having a documentary with a CD, and I do believe filming will be a filming session October 9th. So it's an exciting time. So thank you. Amy, for doing what you do. You know, she is a person who's who's come out of nowhere and developed into one a tremendous, tremendous local artist, and I guess uh, worldwide now with the Kickstarter project. 
and talking about self-development, Kim Kiyosaki uh, wrote a short article that I really found very powerful and enlightening. And it's and it, she wrote the article last year. It's about the power of the triple A triangle. That's what she calls it, the triple A triangle. She points out that we all have hopes and we all have dreams. And the reason this became important and endeared to me is she wrote the article, and it was about the same time I gave a speech. And, and you know, these dreams or hopes, you know, they start when we're children. You know, children, you know, they say they want to be a veterinarian when they grow up. You ask a kid, they say, I want to be, grow up and be a fireman. I want to grow up and become a doctor. These are things children children aspire. And, I, and during that speech, uh, it was a commencement at a college, and, and I'll, I'll never – I'll never forget the look on the audience's face. And I told them I never encountered a child proclaiming a desire to become a crack whore by the age of 25. Nor have I ever encountered a child that said, hey, I want to grow up and serve a life sentence in prison. I've never heard a child say, hey, let me grow up and be a junkie. You know, but there's a huge difference between having dreams and actually achieving them. So, Kim points out, the question must be asked, how do you get what you want in life? The truth is, you can, cannot have what you want unless you do something. It's impossible. I mean, think of some wants in your life. Maybe a success or wealth or health. But in order to accomplish any one of those goals, any goal you have, you must do something. Success requires accomplishments, and accomplishments require action. You must do something. Wealth requires delivering a product or service that someone else is willing to buy. Health requires, you know, eating well and exercising and hopefully some good genetics. But whatever you have is a result of what you do. The definition of do is to perform to execute, to accomplish, to exert, or to be the cause of. There are three types of doing that are necessary to reach a goal. Kim Kirasaki refers to the AAA triangle as such. Too many people start, but they do not research their financial goals because they're only focused on one or two of the three do's. you got to have all three. Some people who reach the financial goals are fully committed to working through each part of the triple triangle. Now, people are saying now, Harry, what the hell is a triple A triangle? It's very simple. The three A's are aspire, acquire, and apply. The do of aspire is the dream, the vision, the why. To accomplish the do of aspire, you must find your why. Have a clear vision of what the dream looks like and refer to that visual every damn day. The do of acquire is the you know, the education portion of the triangle. Acquiring knowledge includes reading books, attending seminars and classes, doing online research and talking with experts and, you know, working with coaches and mentors. The do of apply is where you put the action to what you've learned. This is where you put your butt on the line, your skin in the game, your butt's in the ring. Without the apply, without the do of apply, nothing happens. 
It takes all three parts of the AAA triangle to achieve your goals and dreams. Confucius said to, to know and not do is not yet know. People accomplish the aspire step and move to the acquire step and often get stuck right there. One of the greatest sins I see our friends and people we know do is they expire and they acquire and then they get stuck. They attend seminars and they read books and they go through all the motions. The problem is they never move to the apply stage. Fear. Fear prevents success more than just about anything else you can imagine. People have the vision and they have the know-how, but fear prevents their success. The fear of making a mistake, the fear of losing money, the fear of looking stupid, and most often, the fear of being different. Most people are afraid of being different. They're afraid that they're going to be different from the people they have surrounded themselves with many, many, for many years. The fear of being different is the one fear we hide from ourselves. We deny that fear. We are in denial about this fear, and yet it is the very, the most damaging fear that we have. It limits us. It is a limiting fear. It is only by applying the knowledge you acquire that you will remove this fear. You have to apply it. If you look around you today, you are so similar to the five people you spend the most time with. And by damned, if success hits you and slaps you right upside the face, you will turn away from that success because you do not want to be different from those five people. The fear of being different holds most of us back. You know, all three steps of the AAA triangle are necessary to achieve your dreams. It is primarily the apply stage that stops most people. These three stages are constantly in motion. I mean, it really never is, you know, one stops and one begins. You don't move from one to the second and then to the third, and then you're done. You aspire you acquire, and then you apply. You have to aspire, you have to acquire, but most importantly, you have to apply it. Then you acquire more and apply more, and then acquire more and apply more, all while holding on to the vision of what you aspire to. It's an ongoing dynamic cycle. And I'll give you an example. As our our guest tonight, our guest host place, is David Posler. If he did not apply what he knew, his statues would not be, and his artwork would not be anything. And I just asked David a question. How long does it take to be good in in, in his craft? And he said he's been doing it for 40 years. So, David, I want to put you on the spot. David just walked in the room, and he's here with us now, and I I guess he's... he's, uh, Done for the day. But David, tell us how you aspired, acquired, and applied your knowledge. Well, I have been listening, and, and based on the program so far, 
the thoughts I had are that my my father, who I started uh, working business when I was very young, he never actually spent a lot of time teaching me exactly how to do just this or just that, but rather he put me in a position where I had to learn and do and fight my way out of it. And I think that served me very well in my career because I often do very varied and complicated projects and often agree to do those without really knowing how to complete the entire project. But I've been given a sense of the ability to be able to figure it out on my feet. And I think the biggest compliment I ever had was from another fellow blacksmith. And he didn't actually say it directly to me, but I heard it through someone else that he had described me as being fearless, that I would take on a project that was extremely complicated and um, and just say, sure, I'll do that. So I, I owe that to my father putting me in situations to where I had to figure out things, and I think that gave me the confidence that I have today to take on a rather complicated project that, quite frankly, I really don't know how to do. Well, let me ask you this: When did you, when did you have that within you to aspire? When did you want to know that this is what you want to do? I really don't know a time, Harry, when when I did not want to do what I'm doing. Um, There wasn't a time, really, when I was growing up that I questioned, should I be doing this or, you know, should I be working in my father's shop or what will I be doing in the future? Um, I pretty much fell right in and loved it from the beginning. It is the kind of craft that they say you get snake bit once you first start hitting iron hot iron with a hammer, you're kind of stuck on it. And um, But I really don't remember not wanting to do this at all. I often thought I might make a good architect or a good this or that, some other career, but um, I really not contemplated not being a metal worker. Well, you know, you, you told me really that you had this all your life, you've aspired to this all your life, and that makes sense because – that was probably your calling, you know, for for those that believe in mystical, magical reasons. Maybe it was planted within you at the time of your birth, or maybe you just saw your parents, your dad do it, and you wanted to do it. And then you told me it's taken you 40 years to get here. So you aspired to be where you're at. It's taken you 40 years to get here, and you've been acquiring the skill set all this time. And you said something really interesting that – you know, we we people, you know, we are so programmed by other people's thoughts, other people's minds, the media, whatever, that we've got to know an end result before we actually begin something. People all the time, when I tell them about network marketing, I don't care what company it is, they'll say, well, how much money can I make? What kind of life can I have? And I can't tell people how much they're going to make. I can't tell them how much I make or how much Robin makes or how much you make. I can't tell them how much anybody makes, but you said something really important. It's comparable to walking up a, up a ladder or upstairs. You know, oftentimes when we walk up a staircase, we, we just trust that there's a landing at the top. 
and we take every step of that stair one step at a time. And you just said that sometimes you start a project and you don't know what the end's going to be like until the end's there. But because of your aspiration and because the skills you've acquired and your willingness to apply those skills combined with your aspiration, your work is completed and you have a masterpiece when it's done. And I think that is a telling tale of why you've been so successful. And let me let me before you know, I, I know you're gonna say, but Harry, I'm not a multimillionaire yet. But that's not success. Success is being able to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want, for as long as you want where you want. And David, you you are probably one of the most successful people I know because you are being able to do that. So how does it feel to be able to accomplish those kind of hopes and dreams, applying your aspiration in a quote with your skill set, and then you have an end result? How does that really feel? Well, it is a good feeling when you finish a project and you're able to step back and look at it, and you get stroked from those people you did it for and, and the media and others, people like yourself. So it does feel good, um, and I think that's what keeps me going. It's often very hard work and and hard to figure out, but but fortunately, I do have you know that concrete end result of a product that that's made that will last and that are appreciated by other people. So. So if uh, let me rephrase, let me rephrase the question to you this way: If somebody came in and said, "David, you know, as smart as you are, and as many people as you know, and through all your travels, we want you to sit down and write articles for our magazine. We don't want you to do any more metalwork. You can't create any more sculptures. You and I, and I think you just took one down one of your expositions at." Uh, that was at the Jacksonville Airport, but you can't do that anymore. But we want you to write articles for our magazine, and we'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars a year to sit at a desk and write articles. What what would your response be? My response would be no, thank you. <laughs> I actually um, the craft of writing is something that I really appreciate because I was once asked to write the foreword to a book about um, architects working with craftsmen, and I readily accepted it, and I went about writing it and frankly failed. So anytime I, I tell my kind of twisted tales of my life and career and then read the outcome of a good writer, I often really appreciate that craft because, frankly, I can't do it. Well, I think, you know, uh, writing is a craft and a skill that you have to, you know, aspire and acquire and, and, and do that triple A triangle. I'd like to, to thank you for opening up your studio to us tonight and letting us uh, broadcast from here. And I do encourage anyone and everyone to go to Robin's uh, Facebook. And I understand David has a Facebook. So David Ponsler, go to his Facebook page and look at his artwork. And, and what's, what's, what strikes me is that, if more Americans in our country would aspire to do something other than work for corporate America, 
you know, aspire to whatever your childhood dreams. We often talk about childhood dreams on this on this show. If we would follow our heart, David said he never knew a time that he didn't want to be uh, an artist blacksmith. If if we would just go back and, and do some analysis of our own of our own hearts, we may go back and connect with those dreams, and then uh, find out what we aspired to as kids, and then acquire the skills to do that. Because David has a legacy. Now he may not make a half a million dollars a year. I don't know, but I can tell you he's got a he's got a studio full of all sorts of artwork that will far outlive any salary from any company for, you know, six figures a year. Because, you know, at the, at the and I say this well, at least once a month, I suppose, at the very time of your death, at the very moment that you leave this earth, everything that you own belongs to someone else. Well, David's got a legacy of artwork that will far outlive the memory of who he is, but what he created while, while he had on the short time on this planet will will outlive all of us. So when you're when you're looking at your job and you got your paycheck, how long is that paycheck gonna last? For most of us, for most Americans, that paycheck lasts about twenty seven days a month. That's it. Most Americans fall about five hundred dollars short a month to live within their means. 27 days, that's all your paycheck is worth. David, because he aspired to do something, acquired the skills to do it, and has applied all those, has a lot of artwork that is all over this world that is far far outlasting 27 days a month. Uh, I'm so proud to get to that we're here tonight. Again, go to, go to Facebook and look at Robin's web page and, and you can see his artwork and again David Ponsler P O N S L E R go to his web page. If you need something in your life that will, will add a little bit of excitement to it, buy one of his pieces. I don't think there are any more than a million or two. Just buy one. You can say I, I own some artwork by somebody I know. But what I encourage you to do is connect with that child within you and aspire and acquire, and apply. Well, speaking of connecting with that child within you, guess what time it is? Weird news. You know, it's often amazed me throughout our history that we're, we're always thought of our founding fathers of great and great men that did great things. Well, they did great things, but they were just average men and women and average people that rose to a special occasion, but they had the same failings and the same temptations as the rest of us. So tonight what I thought I would do is is talk about one of our presidents and give you some information. It's just a little bit weird. You know, John Quincy Adams was born July 11th, 1767. And he was the sixth president of the United States. And for those that hadn't figured out, yes, yes, he was a son of John Adams, the second president of the United States, and his mom was Abigail Adams. On February 23, 1848, John Quincy Adams died. His last words were, this is the last of earth. 
I'm content. Now, John Adams and John Quincy Adams were the first father and son to serve as president, other than the others being George H.W. Uh, Bush and George W. Bush. John Quincy Adams was the, was the only president to have a first lady born outside the United States. Now, if she was born outside the United States today, there'd be all hell to pay by Fox News. So I'm just reminding people that John Quincy Adams, his wife, was born outside the United States. His pets included an American alligator and silkworms. Now, can you imagine a president today having a pet alligator? Oh, my God. Peter would be all after his ass. And silkworms, they would they would swear, Fox News would swear, there's a communist, you know, a China conspiracy there that he's, he's been bought off by the Chinese. Now, I'm really glad Fox News wasn't around in these days, in those today, in those days, because I don't know how many people knew this, but John Quincy Adams loved to swim naked in the Potomac River. Can you imagine what would happen to President Obama if he was swimming naked in the Potomac River? Now, what's even more astounding, he gave Annie Royal an interview when she sat on his clothes on shore and refused to leave until the interview was complete. Oh, my God, could you imagine President Obama sitting on the bank, nude, talking to a female reporter? That would not go well over today. So, Annie Royal is known as the first female to interview a president while in the nude. Weird news. I absolutely would not mind interviewing the president in the nude. Would I be in the nude or would the president be in the nude? I don't know. At any rate, thank you for joining us tonight. You never know what you're going to hear. Sorry if we scarred you on the Legacy Forum tonight. If we scarred you, tell us about it at LegacyForum at Yahoo.com. Now go out there and make somebody else happy.
Thank you. 